You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And good morning. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from sunny, beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It doesn't get any better than this. I was it's waiting. my favorite say time. Something else. No. Spring is the favorite time. Is it your birthday month or something? Or No, that's July. Uh-oh. I know, but I always had a really cool birthday party with swimming and oh, melting see, baby's cake. the family, baby's the family Whatever. again. Ever uh, see my sister and I are two weeks apart. Oh, like, she's also July. Okay. She's also July, two okay. years older. She's much older than I am. Yes, much. But we always had to share birthdays. So my mom would put like two numbers on the cake, five and seven. You know, she could do two cakes. Linda, Linda, we're gonna talk about this. You could just do two. We got twins; they share the same birthday, and they each get a cake. For wow, she was really dropping the ball, Dr. Linda. What the I heck? know, I know. I was poor, deprived child. Poor, deprived baby. Of whatever. Whatever. I think. I think our guest, our next guest for the next half hour, is also the baby of the family. I think. Are you? No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. No. I think he's the youngest. I'm second youngest. Second to youngest. Second to youngest. I thought how... my younger sister lives here in Sioux Falls. Okay. Mary. Mary's the baby of the family. Okay. Right. Okay. You just act like the baby of the family, father. <laughs> I'm the baby boy. He's everybody's baby boy. favorite. I'm the only. Right. The only boy. The only boy. So we're oh, joined in why. studio today by Father Jim Zimmer, uh, priest of the diocese of Sioux Falls. Just a couple months left, Father, until well, we, 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 it's not retiring because your vocation. It's not like you stop being a priest come July first. <laughs> right. uh, so we, in our diocese, at least, we talk about entering sort of into senior priest status. Right. So, can so, you just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the 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 reason, the real reason you're here today? <laughs> well, uh, going back, uh, I was born uh, in the shadow of the cathedral here, Saint Joseph, and. I was baptized at cathedral, and in a way, the cathedral, I've lived my life kind of in the shadow of the cathedral in the sense of it's always been a very important place for me, even when I'm far from home, uh, because it really is a center of my, was, of my family's life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was baptized here at cathedral, but then when um, we, uh, I was four years old, my mom and dad moved to Humboldt on a farm north of Humboldt where my dad had grown up and um, I really called Humboldt my hometown and then um, went into the seminary after graduating from West Central High School and um, was ordained in 1976 at the cathedral and then I've been in various parishes throughout the diocese and even outside the diocese in some places and uh, then, for the last 14 years, I've been a uh, priest chaplain at Sanford Hospital. 14, 14 years. 14 wow, years. 14 years. Which wow. is uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, when I came there, Deacon Harold Pardue was the main pastoral presence, and he'd he was there 12 years, and I thought that sounded like eternity. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are 14 years 14 later. 14 years later. You must have had a special calling to it, though, don't you feel? If you were well, in it for 14 years. Yes. Um, you know, uh, in a sense, that even leads into our subject uh, mm-hmm. that was um, about the... I'll artic- pretend I did that on purpose. Okay. You did. 
<laughs> nice lead-in. Yeah, we'll pretend. <laughs> the, the The topic was to talk more about the article I wrote for the um, April Bishop's Bulletin mm-hmm. on the empty tomb, and um, I made the point there that when in life we find ourselves coming up empty, that that's an important moment because actually that happens all the time. It, it's mm-hmm. so common. Um, and that then that's a, the opportunity to discover that Christ really is risen and present for us. So uh, uh, this hospital ministry, I'll, I'll lead back to that, mm-hmm. that um, the way I described coming up empty had to do with really the desire, your desire not being satisfied, right? the desire of your heart. And so uh, what you want doesn't happen. Or what you think you want does happen and you still find yourself not satisfied. And I think all of us, if we're honest, will admit that we have that experience. I was just going to say that could describe the entire community. (laughs) Right, right. On a daily basis, right? I mean, most of us, most of our lives, I mean, even even faith-filled people, the three of us, I think it's very easy for all of us to um, seek satisfaction of our desires Right. In in good ways, but still uh, ways that are only partial or incomplete, right? That, that aren't be? really going to satisfy the deep desire of our heart. Yeah. And um, uh, well, I one of the I thought desires of my heart was to be a pastor of a parish because I really uh, f- perceived that that's what a priest needed to be if he was were to have made it as such mm. so like mm-hmm. to be considered a success you need to be a pastor of a parish and priests would talk about things like you have a parish of your own now you've made it kind of mm. yeah. and yeah. Um, and i've always found that that was not satisfying actually and i knew it even hmm. uh even as a uh, as an associate pastor at saint mary's parish in aberdeen as a young priest um, long, see, long ago. <laughs> Be nice to our guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in the Lord's eyes, one day is as a thousand years. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so, um, uh, the Father Howard Carroll was my mm. pastor, and an excellent pastor. He he had tremendous gifts for that administration and so on. And there's nothing against him, but watching him do that, I knew I don't really want this. Mm. But uh, I couldn't really listen to that um, uh, in my heart uh, because the drive to, but in order to really make it, I have to be a pastor. And and uh, um, the hard part for me, I can do administrative organizational things. It's not that I'm not competent, but... I somehow lose the real what my heart would really would desire, yeah. and um, through lots of long and painful experience of uh, trying to make it, uh, finally to saying, "Oh wait, maybe there's other ways to be a priest than being a pastor of a parish," and, and being an associate pastor, let's say at the cathedral here for eight years was a great gift for me and um, in Huron at Holy Trinity and Aberdeen Sacred Heart 
and then when Bishop Swain asked me to come to Sanford Hospital in 2007, there was even a big part of me that didn't want to do it. Mm. Um, and yet, I, when I said yes, it was the easiest change of my priesthood. Mm. And it seemed to be so natural mm. and really um, just fit. So I was so... So that's a, an example of looking for something that really isn't going to satisfy my heart when the one who satisfies my heart is right there, yeah. right beside me. Well, and you just described, I think, probably a lot of people that are listening. Uh, you, in, For some reason in your mind, you have this goal of life. I will be success yep. when. Yep. Fill in the blank. And then you spend so much time and energy getting to that point, And then you get there and you're like, eh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love to ride a bicycle. Uh, that's one of my favorite hobbies. And I'll set uh, goals, uh, usually every year, and, um, of number of miles that I'll ride and mm-hmm. so on. And uh, when I meet those goals, uh, there's a part of me that thinks, that's now I'll be happy. <laughs> but I know it's not true. Right. It doesn't completely yeah. satisfy <clears throat> my heart. Yeah. So, Father, you wrote this, going back to the column then, you wrote it, as you said, in April. Um, and, of course, beginning of April this year, we celebrated Easter. So it was connected, the way you were connecting it to the empty tomb and the experience of the apostles, Mary Magdalene, and so on. Can you sort of uh, connect those dots a little bit for us? Yes, you know, um, even as, as we talk about it, Mary Magdalene coming to the tomb on the day of the resurrection um, was, in a sense, settling for something less than what she really wanted, but not even knowing that what she really wanted was possible. Mm-hmm. Right. She wanted Jesus to be alive, and she wanted to be with him. And uh, she thought, uh, saw, well, but he's dead. And the best I can do is just go and anoint his dead body. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for the dead body. And even, I hadn't really even thought of this until we were talking here, that in a sense that was me saying, I'm going to, well, I guess I have to be a, a pastor of a parish. Yeah. Or I have to um, be in this uh, kind of administrative uh, life. Um, it's It's all that's possible. And so she went, doing what she could do, uh, and then was surprised by actually what he had said would happen. She even yeah. had the promise in her ears, yeah. but just couldn't believe that could be true. Yeah, they, everybody was still scared. Yes. Yeah. And then going and finding that his body's gone, and even that was a source of distress for her. Mm-hmm. That, well, where is he? He's not here. Well, and they talk about, you know, like when they're running towards the tomb, I always wonder... Were they running in fear, or because I, as a kid, I always thought it was of excitement. Yes, I that think they're running towards the tomb in excitement because he's risen. Right. But what if it was like, oh my gosh, where did he go? Like fear. Well, there, uh, yeah, I suppose there could be both. There's some wonderful paintings, um, and I can't say who. I think Chris is yeah, familiar with yeah. some with Peter and John when they're yes. both running, and yeah, right. Yeah. There's uh, there. <laughs> There's a, a, a new one that I saw this week of Peter and John running and the look of of 
expectation of like hope beyond all hope on their faces uh, is just precious. Yeah. You can, and there's sort of, and there's probably fear there too. Yeah. And the artist just depicted it so well, like, oh, this couldn't be true, could it? Right. Uh, that he's risen from the dead. And, oh, um, it's really quite gripping. And actually, that's the drama of our life, I mm. think, that we are, that to get a glimpse that maybe this is possible, uh, that maybe what my heart is looking for really exists and mm. is really there, uh, and and just to discover that it really is, um, is a tremendous thing. Beautiful. So, yeah. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Father Jim Zimmer from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're talking about a, a bishop's article that or bishop's bulletin article that he wrote in April. We're going to take a quick break, Father. We're going to come back with more with you, if that's all right. Okay. All right. Yep, good. good. All right. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We'll be right back after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're talking this morning with Father Jim Zimmer from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and currently the pastor of Sanford, the hospital. <laughs> right. The entire thing. That's right. It's, 
I people, never have the right term. People ask chaplain, chaplain. Thank you. People ask me, um, uh, well, uh, where's your parish? And I say, well, the hospital is my parish. Yep. It doesn't seem to compute right. so well, but it's the best way I can think to describe yeah. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, see, he's nice. So, for the way, <laughs> much nicer than me. What actually, what is the entail, to be a hospital chaplain, actually, mm. I mean, for our listeners, what does that mean? What does your day consist of? Oh, my day, well, um, it, in, I would say in some ways, the hospital ministry is somewhat routine mm. and always not routine. Mm. I mean, it's both. It's um, There's a routine and you need a pattern and then always you get surprised and um, and sometimes shocked by things that happens and, uh, and the unexpected uh, is always there. I mean, it keeps happening and you never know when. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sayings I found around the hospital I'd ask a nurse or someone uh, how's your day? Well it's been quiet like oh I hope it could stay quiet and we all, and oh quiet is good mm-hmm. Yeah, but then uh, you know things happen and um, and even that is a part of uh, again that was a good lead into this empty tomb thing is that you're expecting a quiet day and then something else happens that usually you'd rather not that it didn't happen uh, like an accident or a sudden illness or something or um, and and yet it happened and here's Christ is there in a powerful way so and father I think that gets to the one of the key questions that I am if I recall right you pose in your article certainly I want to visit with you about whom are you looking for Yes. You talk about the, what this question means and, and why it's important to consider. It is the question which Jesus asked Mary Magdalene uh, just outside the empty tomb when um, she finally did see him and then paradoxically didn't even know him. Um, I believe, uh, I'm not sure if it says she was prevented from knowing him uh, mysteriously that she didn't recognize him. And you can speculate, you wonder why, I wonder even if part of it it was that she was not really expecting that she would see him. And and that he was maybe, in one sense, it was so much greater than she could even take in almost. Um, And actually he was the one she's looking for, and not just him as she knew him, but him as he really is risen from the dead and with God's glory um, and she may not have even known that's whom she was looking for hmm. and uh, and then he said whom are you looking for and she even then thought he was the gardener and uh, show me where you hid him and I'll take him away and and then somehow mysteriously when she sa- he said her name she recognized hmm. him it was uh, as though, ah, this is the one I'm looking for, and he's so much greater than I thought. Yeah. Um, there's something powerful in that, uh, that what our desires are, are greater even than we know. Um, I suppose that is really what heaven is, is that we, we may think we know what heaven is, but we don't. It's greater than we know yeah. or could imagine, and... But we can get a glimpse here on earth, like she did. 
And that draws us on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Father Jim Zimmer from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. He wrote an article in the Bishop's Bulletin in April that we're kind of talking about uh, the empty tomb, looking for Jesus, whom are you looking for? Um, sometimes I find myself being in that perfect zone of contentment, happiness, peace, but it doesn't last. How do you work on that, Father? Uh, I say, oh, darn it. <laughs> um, well, no, yes, um, that's a good question. Uh, the That might be like Peter and John and James on the Transfiguration Mountain. Mm. They did experience something um They're like, great. Let's, let's stay right here. Don't yes. move. Everybody stay. I'm going to build you a tent. <laughs> and it's not a bad a desire, actually. It's like I, what, I, what I see here, I would like to stay with. Mm-hmm. And um, But Jesus, somehow in saying, in, in going back to his, his ordinary uh, way appearance, and then go, they're going down the mountain, was teaching them, you can stay with this glory, but it's even bigger than you're necessarily feeling peaceful and wonderful. Everything is, is great. That my glory can even exist when you're not feeling peaceful. Mm. That it's still, I'm still there. I'm still with you. Mm. Even when you're not feeling peaceful. And even when maybe you're confused. Um, uh, an example for me is uh, the last several days, for some reason, mm. I've had this sense of confusion, being confused and and not knowing which thing to do first and what to do and when. And um, and that yet even there, he, can, he is with me. Um, even there. There's a, a, a great image at Broom Tree Retreat Center at the family camp. Mm-hmm. If you've made the stations there, those large yeah. stone stations, um, this winter I went and the station of Simon carry, uh, carrying Jesus' cross. Uh, I've never seen it. There must be some depictions like this, but I'd never noticed it ever. Mm-hmm. But on that depiction, Jesus is obviously larger than Simon which says something, that he's the important one, but, but that Simon's important too. Jesus is behind him. Simon's carrying the cross. <clears throat> Jesus has his hand on his shoulder. Mm. And that makes me think of how, here Simon's doing something. He's, he's, he's not in this great um, peaceful zone, maybe. Right, right. Uh, he, uh, they're probably making fun of him too, carrying the cross yeah. and all. And yet Jesus has hand on his shoulder. It's like, who, who's really helping who here? Right. Um, that, that he's there with him. Um, um, and seems if we image. could discover that, yeah. Father, so just to get this example of this, this sense of being of confusion, like we're not sure what to do the last few days. So we we know that Christ is present to us, but how... How have you? How how did you? Have you experienced his presence with you uh, in, in this specific example that you offered? 
Well, uh, um, I this example yesterday, I uh, it turned out to be a busier day than I wanted it to be. Monday's supposed to be my day off. Mm. And it wasn't uh, really. I mean, in a sense, well, so I, I uh, had to, not had to, but got to get together with my priest friends uh, in Beersford for communion and liberation, the movement. Um, and so my whole day was taken up. And what? here's the empty tomb. I would have wanted a day free to do what I want to do. Um, and yet that didn't happen. And then last night... We had an appreciation gathering for communion ministers at Sanford. Mm. So we have volunteer communion ministers. And, of course, what I wanted there didn't happen either. Less than half the group could be there even. Mm. And we got together. And somehow even uh, at the beginning of the refreshments, I was still feeling this confusion and... Yet, I just knew God's going to do something here. I just hmm. know it's like he has my sand on my shoulder. Um, look, for, just keep your eyes open. He's going to do something. And when we did the sharing of experiences, it was beautiful. Hmm. It's like then, like Mary Magdalene looking and saying, ah, here he is. Hmm. You know, the one I'm looking for is here in a way I could never have imagined hmm. or or made happen. Um, I'm hearing that sometimes I need to chill. (laughs) 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 And let it be. Let it be. I think think what we actually need to do is look. Yeah. Again, the question, whom are you looking for? Well, I'm not looking. That's the problem. Right. Mm. Right. He's here. Right. Open my eyes, Lord. Help me to see you. Somehow... Of, yes, even expecting that he will show up. And, right. Well, and one thing you can do is ask that yeah. you be able to see yeah. him. That, mm-hmm. That's a very good prayer. I tend to put it this way. It sounds backwards, but I'll say, look at me now, Lord. Mm. Um, oh. Come to think of it, I may, yeah, I did yesterday. I was going to say maybe I forgot, but I, no, I did. Pray that yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's become part of me, I think. Look at me, Lord, which is kind of to say, I want to see the way you're looking at me. Yeah. Um, and that gaze. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Father Zimmer, thanks for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on. And if Thank people you. want to read your article, they can uh, go to sfcatholic.org. That's the Sioux Falls Diocese website, and you can get the Bishop's Bulletin from April. And you can read Father Zimmer's article in there. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Father. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Pleasure. All right, Chris. A hard break coming up, and then we have Marie Mullen on, and then host banter. Host banter. Half an hour from now. Get ready, Heather. Get ready. ready. You're not going to quiz me. Half an hour to. I don't know. I don't know. He always quizzes me. Well, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Carroll, and I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we will be back right after these short messages. Mm 